Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The pride, passion, and pageantry of college football lives here. This is the Paul Feinbaum Show, Hour 3 Podcast. This might be college football, yeah. And we welcome you to uh, the third hour of our program. We're delighted that you could join us on a Friday afternoon. Our next guest uh, two weeks ago was in Houston getting ready for the national championship. A week ago, he was flying to Tuscaloosa to become the new Alabama coach, and he joins us today. And I can't imagine uh, you've had... Any more eventful uh, 12 days in your life, including uh, being married and having children. Coach, congratulations and thank you for joining us. Yeah, I appreciate it. It's been a whirlwind, but uh, it's been uh, a, a fun time uh, from the championship game to this opportunity, uh, my family and I. And uh, thanks for having me on. I appreciate it, Paul. Well, we're delighted. And and I, I know uh, there's so much work that you, you have to do and have already done, but and, and, and I know there's not time to process, but I mean, there's so many things that have happened. Uh, I mean, how, how has the how has how have you lived through this experience, and what has it been like? Yeah, I mean, just one day at a time, you know, and enjoying the moments, enjoying the journey. Uh, whether it's uh, preparing for a semifinal game, a championship, um, you know, you you work to get into those moments, and so you know, you don't have necessarily a chance to enjoy it, but you know it's special, and uh, you pour everything into it. And now this opportunity as well. You know, one day at a time, and uh, you wake up, you roll up your sleeves, and you go to work, and uh, you put great people around you, and uh, you know, you trust and believe that you got what it takes, and uh, we're excited about what this future lies. These kids here in this program are special, and it's been awesome getting to meet them over the last few days. We just showed uh, your arrival uh, last, late last uh, Friday night. Uh, I know you you knew about Alabama. That that goes without saying. You were playing at a premier school that just played for the national championship, but. That had to be an amazing experience to see that many people out on a cold Friday night to uh, say hello. Yeah, I just uh, I shows the support. Uh, and, you know, I think uh, football and football at Alabama, uh, it brings people together. And <laughs> I don't know if uh, they were expecting to come together at that place on a Friday night uh, a couple weeks ago, but uh, they were. And it meant a lot for my family and I. And uh, it was a great way to kick off our time here. Coach, you were the national coach of the year. You played for the championship. Uh, can you take us through your, your thought process when you got the word that you were under consideration and, and, and Greg Byrne told us Wednesday that he, he came out with his wife to meet you and your wife? Yeah, you know, you're always honored just to, to be in the same breath as uh, other coaches, whether it's a coach of the year and, um, you know, just uh, to be recognized that way as someone that uh, someone wants. But, uh, you know, I just kept working uh, with my own team. Um, you know, and that's, that's where I was at. And I've always believed you work where your feet are at. And I did that. Uh, and then getting a chance to meet with Greg and just hear his vision and everything that, uh, he was excited about here in the program. Um, you know, just, uh, I could tell it aligned with what I was looking for and uh, all the history and tradition here at Alabama. Wow. I mean, you know, I don't care what side of the country you're on, you know, all about it. Coach Shabor, uh, 
What, what was your first conversation with Coach Saban like, and what can you share with us? Well, I actually called him right when, uh, you know, I was taking the job. And, uh, you know, I, it was just really cool hearing how humble he was, uh, you know, talking about even Coach Bryant, you know, and how he was trying to build on on top of that. And um, you can certainly tell that he just wants this program to continue to take the steps forward. And uh, that's what, you know, that's what the great opportunity is for us is to build on the foundation he's left. And he's left a great foundation, not just with the players in this program, but everything that's uh, been built up to support support them. And, you know, I uh, I, I always want to make sure he knows he's welcome here. Uh, he's uh, always going to be a, a, a critical, critical piece uh, of this program's history and tradition. Um, you know, I'm going to force him to you know, make sure he gives me one or two tips and pointers every time he walks on the practice field to come watch us. But uh, I'd be pretty foolish not to have, you know, a legendary coach like Coach uh, Saban here uh, helping us uh, with that, whatever he's got. Ken, and I, I realize, uh, you know, some conversations are private and some some situations are, are confidential. But can you give us a, some sense already in this very, very short period what Coach Saban has been able to help you with or, or advise you with? I know that every time I've called him, he's picked up the phone and uh, it's been quite often. I know he's I'm trying to give him some space and let him enjoy uh, his time. But uh, I know he again, he, he sees my number come in and uh, knows that I'm looking for maybe a, a little bit of advice or just talk through something. Um, and uh, he's just been awesome in every way. And, uh, you know, he's, you know, going to going to continue to do that. I can just feel that's what he's all about. We're talking to Coach Kalen DeBoer. Coach, uh, the first thing you have to do is talk to the team. You have to figure out your staff. I know that's a complicated uh, process, but uh, but you did have about a five and a half hour flight to think about it. Uh, so what what take us through your 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 first couple of days? You had to put the staff together. Are you pretty comfortable with that? First of all, yeah. You know we're we're getting close. We're not there all the way, uh, but we got an extremely talented staff. Uh, a good mix of people I've worked with, with those that are very familiar with the SEC and and uh, have either coached here or, or uh, know the area well. So uh, I, I'm excited about the the style of play we'll have. Uh, we'll continue to attack, you know, both sides of the ball. And uh, just a, a group that I know, you know, their personalities, their egos get pushed off to the side and we'll always do its better, uh, betterment of the team. But uh, just I'm excited. Again, we're not quite there yet, but they're a very talented group. Coach, there, there are so many issues facing college athletics and, and one that we hear from fans are about the, they're not happy about the portal opening uh, and Alabama players can leave. Obviously, you'll get your chance uh, in the spring, but what has that been like? Uh, certainly, a lot of attention has been placed on some very key players leaving the program. Yeah, sure. I, you know, I was just through this two years ago. And um, this is a much better situation than even that one was uh, with a number of players leaving. And, um, you know, we just uh, say the course and you, you roll up your sleeves, like I said earlier. And uh, there's such a, a great group of leaders here in this program that want to uphold the standard uh, of Alabama football and they uh, are sticking together. And uh, we want those guys that want to be here. Um, they're, they're working through all the noise that's out there. And I just couldn't be more proud of uh, them sticking together, them uh, being intentional on, uh, you know, com communicating with themselves uh, and trying to keep it to tight and keep it together. A lot of these guys, they came here to leave a legacy, you know, to build on a legacy, but also leave a legacy. And, you know, they're, they look at it as their job's not done. You know, there's unfinished business with what they accomplished, whether it's this year, 
this year or the years past. And so uh, we're really looking forward to locking arms as a, as a team, as a staff, and, uh, you know, continue to just work with the guys that are here. Uh, I really feel like we're in a great spot. Um, we just got to stay the course. Coach, you, you mentioned noise, and, and that happened when you joined the staff at, at Washington. It's, it's always going to happen because uh, transitions are difficult, especially when you're coming from a, a different part of the country. But uh, is there a message that you have, uh, not only to your own team, but to fans who, who, who read things in, in uh, nanoseconds and, and start to wonder, like, where are we? What's going on? Yeah, I think it's just the world we live in right now. I mean, you know, when you have change uh, there and transition, uh, there's going to be change with uh, everything that's around the program. I mean, a lot of these programs are going through changes without transition of head coaches. So uh, I just look at it and naturally you expect that this is going to happen to some extent. And, uh, you know, we'll, we'll get we'll get the right people in the program, uh, whether it's staff, whether it's players. And, uh, you know, this is a place that is got the best facilities, the best resources in the entire country. And uh, we are able to support the uh, the great players that come here in here with uh, all of that. And I think there are, you know, our guys and, and I would tell the, the fans as well to, to, you know, be excited about the staff we're bringing in and what we're going to be capable of doing. Um, I'm really not alarmed at all. Coach, uh, on a more personal note, as we close down, uh, fans want to know everything about everything connected to the head coach, including your wife and children. We saw your wife uh, on on Saturday. Uh, tell us a little bit about uh, Nicole and your children. I, I know one yeah. is, is a very good athlete. Yeah, I, I got uh, my wife, Nicole. We've been married 22 years. Um, made a few moves right uh, along the way. And uh, you don't do this job without having someone that just supports you in every way and allows you to go to work and just pour yourself into these players, into this staff and the program. And then uh, two daughters, and uh, they are, you know, uh, one's finishing high school, and and the other's in sixth grade, Alexis and Avery. So uh, again, they they love football, uh, they love supporting this the team, the the players, and uh, again wouldn't do this uh, without their support. Coach, I, I I realize it's a busy time. It means a lot that uh, we could have you here for a few minutes, and uh, all the very very best, and we hope to see you soon. Yeah, I really appreciate you having me on. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. It is our pleasure. Coach uh, DeBoer making his first appearance here uh, discussing uh, the last couple of weeks. Uh, we'll take a short break, and we are back after this. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast. Is your schedule too packed to see a doctor about your erectile dysfunction? Well, with Hims, now you can get treated for ED without stepping foot outside your door. They're changing men's health care by providing access to affordable sexual health treatments from the comfort of your couch. Hims provides access to doctor-trusted ED treatment options such as chewable hard mints, brand name treatments like Viagra, or generic alternatives for up to 95% cheaper. The process is simple and entirely online. Just answer a series of questions and a medical provider will determine the right treatment option. If prescribed, your medication ships to you free. No insurance needed. So what are you waiting for? Join the hundreds of thousands of trusted HIMSS subscribers and get treated. Start your free online visit today at HIMSS.com slash Paul. That's HIMS.com slash Paul for your personalized ED treatment options. HIMSS.com slash Paul. Hard mints are chewable compounded products which are not approved by or verified for safety or effectiveness by the FDA. Prescriptions require an online consultation with a healthcare provider who will determine if appropriate. Restrictions apply. See website for details and important safety information. Subscription required. Price varies on product and subscription plan.
This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit-style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to jetspizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. And we welcome you back uh, as we uh, get uh, more phone calls here and some reaction to uh, what has uh, been going on. Johnny B is first up. Man, I'm glad you let me follow the coach. I wasn't sure today if I was watching Dr. Phil, the lifestyle, or <laughs> Paul Mark, or, or your show. I was, I was pilfering through my medical records to see if I had anything to talk about. And then, you know, you, you had the coach on, and I hope he's still listening because I – I want to speak out for people like me, you, and him. We're bald men. Bald men are smarter and far superior and better lovers. And I, I got so tired of watching Saban cling to them hairs and dye them and spray his <laughs> head tan and everything. And I'm telling you, if he'll go to Walmart and get him some clippers and buzz them 12 little bangs off, He's going to be a lot better recruiter because if you go in some kid's house, it's like going in there and a woman's got some cleavage, they're going to be looking at that. If you go in a woman's house and you got or a, a recruit's house and their mom and everybody's there, they're going to be looking at them eight hairs you're hanging on to. Buzz that off. You'll never look gray. You'll be sexy. You're going to impress the mama, and then the recruits will come. That's all I got to say. Good luck, Coach. Paul, you're the best. I love y'all. Happy Friday. Chris is up next. Uh, hello, Chris. Good afternoon. Hey, Paul. What a what a wild week and a half, huh? Indeed. Thank you for calling. Well, uh, I, I got a I got something that I think is going to jibe with the caller uh, with Alex, especially. But I, I'm I'm glad that uh, you had Coach DeBoer on here, and congratulations to him for winning the Gene Stallings Award. Um, I thought that was really apropos uh, and kind of a good sign. Um, I'll tell you the last week, you know, we, we have a lot of family as, as y'all know from all over different fans and everybody, as soon as the news came out about coach Saban retiring, I mean, my phone was lighting up. My nephew was the first one to contact me was like, I just heard this. And, uh, and, uh, everybody's been asking, okay, how y'all doing? Right. And I said, well, my response was, well, I'm, I'm holding strong, but, uh, the missus is touch and go, <laughs> you know, she's, uh, it, it, it hit her pretty hard, but, um, you know, one of the things that I was thinking about this week, um, because, you know, my, my time here at Alabama and, and me living in Alabama kind of kind of jived with, you know, when, when Saban won or when Stallings won the national championship. So I was here for, and I was a fan for all the years of the, you know, the coaches in between the Stalling and, and Saban eras. And, um, you know, when, when Coach Saban came in, I remember that everything, everything was different. It, it was like that when um, – you know, when I came to Alabama, I, when I moved to Alabama, it was right, right before um, Mercedes announced that they were going to put a plant there in Vance. And so that changed everything. And then, you know, winning the national championship in 92 changed a little bit. But, you know, when Saban landed, you know, Tuscaloosa, Tuscaloosa, the fortunes of Tuscaloosa rise and fall with, with the university and specifically with the, with the football team. And um, when Coach Saban landed, everything changed in an instant, even before he had done anything there. 
and had and had proven out, you know, what everybody now looks and goes, oh, yeah, it was obvious. It wasn't back then. You know, 2007, you know, Rich Rodriguez had turned, turned, turned it down, right? And, and people were concerned, oh, nobody would want to come there. And um, now it's, it's a much different thing. But I remember that I, – so I had my own business at that time. And, you know, when, when things are not going well in town, people didn't want to pay for, you know, IT, you know, information technology services at all. Um, and I remember that, you know, as I was running my business, I had an opportunity to go to a, a talk that was given by Robert Witt, who was the president of the university uh, starting in about 2003. And a lot has been made about, you know, Saban and the secret to his success being recruiting and the recruiting operation that he built at Alabama, which, I, you know, I dare say from where it was to where it, it is, you know, since he left, obviously this last few days have been rough, but, you know, regardless, you know, I dare say it ranks up there with some of the greatest recruiting operations in the history of college sports, period. No doubt, Chris. But, Thank you very, very much for the call. Uh, good, to, good to have you uh, on the air. David is up next. Uh, hello, David. How you doing, Paul? We're doing great. Thank you. I uh, just wanted to make a comment and a couple observations, but uh, Nick Saban won his first national championship in 2009. Okay. Uh, and that was with uh, recruiting classes from Mike Shula. So uh, basically, uh, Nick didn't go in there with a stable that was empty. And my uh, comment is that uh, Kevin DeVore is not going in there with a stable that is empty, regardless of who is left through uh um, the transfer protocol. Well, uh, David, uh, uh, let me let me jump in. There there were a couple of players uh, recruited by, but he also brought in uh, Julio Jones and, and a few players that that, that made a significant difference uh, in the national championship. Thanks for the call. Shirley is up next in Kentucky. Uh, hello, Shirley. Hello, Mr. Feinbaum. Happy New Year to everyone. You have looked positively smashing in your GQ-worthy attire these past several weeks. Well, thank you. I, uh, <laughs> you are I, I'm, welcome. I'm leaving this job at the end of the month to become a male model. Absolutely. Over the past several weeks, I have pondered about the situation at the University of Alabama, and my conclusions might be summarized as, follows the Alabama Crimson Tide football program is different from the transient nature of most things in American culture. This is a phenomenon. This is a cultural historical icon that numerous people have built, from Coach Bryant through Coach Saban to various associates that have worked namelessly and tirelessly within the corridors, to the elite athletes that have labored, and the future for this American and cultural icon with its roots so firmly embedded within the region will be extraordinarily bright. Coach DeBoer is a national coach of the year. He is not 
going to fail. Failure is not an option. Best wishes and good luck, Coach DeBoer. Thank you very, very much. Uh, uh, Adira is up next in Florida. Hello, Adira. Good afternoon. Hi. How you doing, Paul? How are you? How you doing, well, Paul? How are you? I'm doing great. Thank you. Awesome. So this is just kind of just, I just want to give a message to all the fans. Uh, I'm really big with the Alabama fans here in Jacksonville, Florida. Um, and it's just a lot of, like, negative negative like energy right now as far as like with the players transferring uh transferring uh, to the portals and everything that's going on and it's just been a lot of like naysayers that's been going around saying with paul is talking about alabama they don't want alabama to succeed and i told everybody i said nick Saban was not going to be around alabama for a long time so i don't really know what anybody expects i mean that's just that's just what it is i mean we all have to be adults about the situation um so just just a word to all the fans, um, just stay the curve, trust the process, let the board come in and do his thing. I know a lot of people are worried about the players transferring, and they're saying that Alabama is not going to do a good job this year. But, I mean, you look at it, when Nick Saban first started at Alabama, his first year he went 7-6. and six. The next following year he went 12-2. and two. And I received a letter from Nick Saban and Terry Saban, and they literally gave me the opportunity because I really wanted to coach football. As a young black female, I wanted to coach football. And I reached out to Nick Saban and Terry Saban, and they wrote me a letter back, and they said that, you know, we look forward to seeing you. And this was 10 years ago. This was 10 years ago. And here I am in Jacksonville, Florida, finally coaching at a high school. I'm literally making a difference, but it was because of what Nick Saban and Terry Saban said to me. So I just wanted to just let all the Alabama fans and all the players trust the process. The Crimson Tide will not be denied. Just keep that faith, keep the hold, and let's keep going for the next 17 years and just keep the that Nick Saban built for the 17 years that he was there. Let's just keep it going and let's just trust the process and believe in what DeBoer and his staff is going to do for the Alabama Crimson Tide. Adira, thank you very much and all the best in your uh, career. Uh, we appreciate it. Let's take a short break. It's been a busy uh, half hour with Coach DeBoer and your phone calls, and we are coming right back. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really... Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. And welcome back. Uh, It has been a busy day uh, for the University of Alabama football program, losing its number one recruit from the 24 class 
Julian Sand, the uh, number one quarterback in the country, uh, heading to the portal. No idea exactly where he is going to go. That comes on top of Caleb Downs, uh, the number one player from last year, and Cade Proctor, the number one offensive lineman in the country. Uh, rarely uh, has uh, any team lost five, uh, three five, star of five stars of that quality in a short period of time. We had the coach on earlier this hour. He said, I am not alarmed. Jamie is up next in North Carolina. Hello, Jamie. Good afternoon, Paul. Uh, know you're doing well. Thank you. Uh, Long-time listener, first-time caller. My brother and I listen to you every day and call back and forth. But what I'd like to say is I understand a lot of these guys are leaving Alabama and they're leaving for NIL money or whatnot, and I get that to a degree. But I just got to believe that the players that stay the ones we get, it may it's going to set us back losing all these players, but the ones that stay in and going to get, I think they're going to work hard and they're going to have something to prove, and I think they're going to be bought into the Alabama standard. Well, thank you uh, very, very much, uh, and your brother. Uh, Glenn is up next. Uh, good afternoon, Glenn. You're on the air. Hey, Paul. How you doing? Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Yeah, I just want to speak on this Alabama and Nick Saban deal. Uh, you know, as long as Alabama was winning and you couldn't shut the fans up, now that they uh, potentially have a chance of losing when they left, lost Nick Saban, you still can't shut them up. <laughs> and, uh, you, you know, it's like, uh, what do you think about when Nick Saban, when Nick Saban in the University of Alabama was stockpiling all these players down at the University of Alabama. How do you think they got them players? The same way, in my opinion, the same way as this NIL is is making the board level across so that Alabama can't stockpile all the players down in Tuscaloosa. You know, I, I, I wish they would just stop crying. Nick ain't dead. He's just scared. Well, Glenn, thank you. Uh, I think uh, you have just given us the uh, preview of the next six months on this program. You be well. You take care of yourself. And let's check in with Brad, who is in Macon, Georgia. Hey, Brad. Mr. Paul, how are you, brother? Doing well. Thank you. I mean, you interview with Boar. I'm a Georgia fan, but, you know, you interviewed him. It was a great interview, especially the latter part when you asked him about his family because everybody wants to know something personal, but not invasive about where they come from and their family and all that. So kudos to you for that. But the guy just oozes um, quality. And I don't think Alabama could have done a better job. Even you throw Dan Landon in there, in there, I still think they got the right guy. Well, Brad, he's got a, he's got a chill factor, which is very infectious. Uh, you know, he's not a guy that is going to knock you over uh, with a bunch of Eli Drinkwitz jokes. Um, he, True. He, he just, I mean, right now he has only one concern, uh, and, and that's getting his staff and, and, and maintaining his team. And, and that question that came up, I mean, he, he, he said, I'm not alarmed. Uh, what, what else could he say? Yeah. I'm, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm pulling my, my remaining hairs out because I just lost the best quarterback in yeah. the country. I mean, the, it, it was a smart well, answer because you don't, uh, you don't want to give 
uh, the media and, 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 the, and the naysayers anything to wrap your arms around. And I felt like he, 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 he came on, he, I think he wanted uh, to, to try and calm his fan base down. Well, and you know something, uh, as far as the other quarterback goes, he's got his quarterback coming to town. Yeah, he, I mean, he, yeah he's bringing the guy that, he recruited. You're right. That's correct. And and, and the, he, he's smart enough coach where he sees the quality in the guy he recruited. So that's a big deal for Alabama to get this guy coming down that's going to come over and uh, and uh, compete for a starting job. That quarterback may be a four-star, but I'm telling you, he's a very quality athlete because the coach, he does recruit well, and he knows what he's doing. But uh, – Having said that, man, uh, Sark and Norvell, man, they pulling their wallets out for these bound players. Oh, well, the yeah, I mean, it's uh, yeah, and I, I think too that's something you have to adjust to. Um, I mean, this is a guy I mean, recruiting at Washington is not like recruiting at uh, the University of Alabama. Hey, thank you for the call. Dwayne is up next. What do you got, Dwayne? Hey, Paul, I'm calling back. For the final time for the day. Hey, uh, tell me, buddy. tell me this, okay? Before you get, you 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 have to be impressed with Coach DeBoer, right? No, I ain't. We gonna get him. We gonna beat <laughs> hey. We gonna hey. We gonna dog him out. We gonna dog him out. We gonna bomb on him. Almost every team in the SEC gonna bomb on him. We gonna bomb it out. They like Jalen Merrow. You know, like Jalen Merrow, like to throw the deep bomb. That's how the mother team and and the conference gonna do his. Do him now. He got no safety. He got no corners, no safeties back there. We're going to bomb on him. Hey, but I ain't called back for that. I called back for this. Hey, we ain't worrying about Alabama no more, y'all. We're worrying about Kirby Smart now. We got to get Georgia. We got to beat on Georgia, y'all. <laughs> hey, Dwayne. Huh? You, you, you're, trying to get, well, you're trying to get in the upper echelon. You're not there yet, okay? Well, we got to get Georgia. We got to get Georgia now, Paul. No, you you we need to worry about, about uh, you need to worry about Alabama. They're, they're still they're still around. No, they ain't. No, and, they ain't. And, and do you no, know, Dwayne? Uh, you look back at the last 30, 40 years, Alabama has owned you guys. What? Man, hey, man, that gone. That history, man. That's history now. <laughs> that day, we gonna see. Who, hey, Paul. Hey, I don't know how long you'll be on that TV show right there. We gonna see who on who in the next ten years. We gonna see who on who in the next decade. Now, you said you're talking all that noise over there. Now, and I know you're a Knicks fan. I know you cry. Oh, yeah, you know, I, 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 Dwayne, can I make a confession to you? I yeah. have not slept in a week and a half. Man, that's I mean, crazy. I, I literally, man, I, I crawl up in the, in the fetal position every night. Man, uh, and I find myself, that, I, I, I mean, literally not, not to sleep because I can't sleep. But Oh, man, man, golly, man, that's wrong. Y'all wrong for that, man. I like the man dead, the man down six. Well, six, I mean, I know he's got six, a lot of life left, but it doesn't really affect the program anymore. So it feels like he, hey, he, hey, he's gone. gone. It's gone, but the thrill is gone, baby. <laughs> Alabama, gone. Your history, the thrill is gone now. Bye. Man, you're going one of the great songs of all time there. The thrill is gone. Uh, let's uh, continue with Riley in Phoenix. Uh, hey, Riley. Hi there, Paul. Uh, so just a little bit of context. My mom went to Alabama. My stepdad went to Washington. So we, I've, I've seen both sides of reactions to Coach DeBoer leaving for Tuscaloosa. Um, and I just wanted to kind of pick your brain a little bit, see. 
following up Coach Saban, it's a big task for anybody. Do you think that Coach DeBoer has a has a shorter leash than if he were to have left Washington for anywhere else in the country? Do you think he's got a, he's got four or five years to build some, or do you think they're going to be expecting greatness off right off the bat? Riley, he he left a great job uh, where he had uh, an endless runway. Uh, he doesn't have that anymore because Alabama is a different place, and I. I don't. I, it's hard to make a, a prediction because, you know, he's a very competent and capable coach. I mean, that's self-explanatory. But I don't know. I don't know what what it's going to look like. Uh, and I'm, I'm not trying to give you a, some vague answer, but uh, we'll know quickly how he adapts, how he adjusts. He's been there exactly a week, and I mean, he, his job is to uh, maintain the players on his team, to go out and recruit maintain a coaching staff and, and not try to, to do anything else. And we're, we're appreciative that he, he would come by today and, and talk to us. We'll take a short break and we are back right after this. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets Pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any 8-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature 8-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number 8, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. We welcome all of you back here on what has been a fairly active week. So let's uh, continue with more phone calls. Chris is up next in Alabama. Hello, Chris. Hey, Paul. Thanks for taking my phone call. Thank you. I have a couple of comments that I wanted to make. Uh, number one, I want to thank you for having Coach DeBoer on, and I want to thank him for taking the job and having the courage to be the man that follows the man. That's the first thing. And then the second comment is to all of the doubting <laughs> naysayers of Alabama football, all of these people that have forecast the demise of the dynasty, you need to check your facts and look over history. For the last 100 years, since the 1920s, do you realize there's only been two decades that we didn't win a national title in? Let me tell you what that means, folks. That means we're not a ship passing in the night. We're the lighthouse of college football. I don't know what happened to Chris, happened to- but anyway, uh, we were having a good conversation. He, he, what he said was, Alabama is not a ship passing in the night. We are the lighthouse of college football. Derek is up next in Texas. Uh, hello, Derek. Hey, Paul. How you doing? We are doing great. Hey, uh, I just uh, I just want to say uh, I love your show and uh, Roll Tide. Uh, Thank you for saying that. I've been an Alabama fan for 57 years, ever since I was coming in this world. Uh, but I just, you know, all the players that are leaving Alabama, they don't want to be there. You know, they need to go where they want to go. But uh, I just, I just want to ask you your opinion on the the transfer. If, if the NCAA would go back to making these players sit out a year, don't you think it would stop? all the nonsense that are going on with all the, uh, the transferring? Yeah, it probably would, uh, Derek. Um, 
but I mean, right now that organization is, is so backwards that, uh, I mean, I, I, mean I, I don't think college football is going to crash and burn. In fact, I think it's going to get more exciting, but it, it will continue to be chaotic. And a day like today, when you, when, when you think about the amount of time uh, Nick Saban's staff put in to landing the best quarterback in the country, and a coach has been there one week and the guy says, I'm done. Um, it's just, it, you, can, you can say whatever you want. Now, I thought uh, Coach DeBoer said all he could say. We're not alarmed. Uh, I would be alarmed, but uh, on the other hand, uh, he got a quarterback that he feels comfortable with. But, you know, comfort and, and difference makers are two different things. Uh, nobody thought Michael Penix was going to lead a team to the national championship game, and he did. So there are a lot of factors here. But anyway, uh, let's check in next with Callie in Georgia. Callie, you're on the air. Hello, Callie. Hi, Paul. How are you? We are doing great. Thank you. Well, wonderful. Thank you for having me on the show. Um, I just wanted to say that I'm an Auburn fan, and I wanted to know if you saw any comparison between the Alabama hire to Brian Harson. Well, they, they, both come from the, they both come from the Dakotas. I guess that is a similarity. And they're both very serious-minded people who have coached uh, in, a, in another world uh, other than Alabama. And I think that's always the key. And Harson's, Harson's credentials got him the job, but his inability to adapt is what caused him to fail. And... That is what DeBoer has to uh, avoid. Right, right, right. Well, we were just curious what your thoughts were on that, and we just wanted to say War Eagle. Well, thank you very much. I mean, I, I like Carson. Uh, I still like him. Uh, but he just did, simply did not adapt to recruiting in the SEC, which you can interpret any way you want. Uh, I, I don't know uh, what Coach DeBoer is going to be like. Uh, I mean, think about – there, there are a lot of aspects of recruiting. Yeah, the money matters, but the personal relationships also matter. I've been, I've been on uh, recruiting trips with coaches before, and when that coach goes into a home, uh, he has to be able to connect with the parents, especially the mother. And ultimately, that's what determines uh, so often, because uh, there, there's money for all these players. It's not like uh, Alabama is not going to be able to uh, take care of uh, what some player is looking for compared to someone else. Larry is up next. Larry from Shelby. Hey, Good man, what's up? Hey there. Hey, man. Yeah, I've been kind of sickly. I may probably hard to listen to, but I'll try to get through it. We're but glad I you made it. I got a pulmonary doctor on Monday, and I find out what's really going on, hopefully. But, uh, anyways, about football, uh, yeah, man, that 30-day portal, and it let the dust settle. I heard a few good names. Uh, Freddie Roach is on staff, and I like him. And I heard that new coach's record was 104 and 14, I believe. That's not a bad record, but, uh. I think we, you know, we got a couple of players that stood up for Bama, and that's the way it is, brother. You go, you ever heard of saying, "Follow the money"? <laughs> I have heard exactly that. Exactly what they, and I don't blame them. Their parents probably had a lot to do with it too. I mean, if you could get three hundred thousand dollars, wouldn't you do it? Well, yeah, but 
you know it and I know it, Larry. Alabama, <laughs> Alabama can, go, can hunt with the big dogs. Yeah, yeah. They, it's just I, a matter of, like uh, but again, I mean, I'm distressed a little bit by the fact that some of these players have gone in the portal so quickly uh, yeah. would, because they have time. They have another three weeks, but clearly, and, and that's a concern. And, you know, while Coach DeBoer said he wasn't alarmed, I would be. I don't think he's got his coaching staff and, and well, no, I mean, he's and, and it's hard to put he's all that together in, in a compressed period of time. You know that. But losing, I mean, losing downs and losing the quarterback are a big deal. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, no doubt. But you know what? If you ain't got your heart on a team, you might as well go yes on. Well, but, uh, yeah, and by the way, when, when, when those guys decide where they're going, it will make it easier to understand. I don't want him out. I, would, I don't want him there. Okay. I, I, I wouldn't even take him back. He said, hey, I'll, I'll change my mind. I said, no, hell no. Just get your ass over there with Georgia, whoever you're going to play with. He didn't impress me anyways. I didn't who, who are we talking about, Larry? I'll tell you what, we got the center from Washington and one of the linemen. And I'd rather have a lineman and a center than I had a safety. So you well, think about well, Larry, that. Uh, if, you're, be, uh, if you're telling me you don't think losing uh, Caleb Downs is a big deal, then uh, you must have missed the college football season at Alabama. <laughs> What can you do about it? Well, I'm not saying you can do anything about it, but don't act like the guy oh, wasn't yeah, oh, I'm an not amazing player. It's not a big deal. I know it is. But he's got his coaching staff together, and I'm cheering for a different guy. And, uh, That's okay. I, and, and listen, I mean, the, the, the quarterback, uh, I mean, there's no way of knowing. I mean, I've seen plenty of misses on quarterbacks, although I also have talked to a number of people who said this guy is, is a generational quarterback who, uh, who just left. We'll take a break. We still have an hour to go. You're listening to the Paul Feinbaum Show podcast.